Is obedience just for the legalist? What did Jesus mean when he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, as we seek our answers from Scripture. So, Eddie, we asked this question last time. On, you know, We're talking about how can people think that there is no law, is no commandment, uh, that there's only grace by by faith that we're saved and there's no commandment. And mm -hmm. I started off by saying, you know, sometimes we deal with our, our past sins, hoping that they're not only thrown away, but we realize that God has given us grace and we go hallelujah, because that's true. But mm -hmm. what happens when we as Christians and we have a new heart and we're our new, our father trying to follow the spirit and we stumble and fall and we mm -hmm. sin again. For some people, they think they've lost their salvation or lost that relationship. And then people will try to comfort them saying, don't worry that you, you can't sin anymore because you're under grace. So don't worry about falling. And so they think that that is a way to give, bring them comfort. But that's not what the Bible teaches. No. In fact, what you just described, I, I call the ping pong relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ball's going back and forth, back and forth. So what that means is you're living in Christ and guess what? You sin. So now you're lost. <laughs> you confess right. it. Now you're back over with Jesus. You go along. You have another sin, which, by the way, this happens probably daily. And then so now you're lost because you've sinned. And they confess it and you go back to Jesus. That's a ping pong relationship. And that's not what God has for us. His blood is sufficient to cover us uh, forever. Okay. Now, we shouldn't be, we should be very careful here, though, that if let's say that I'm in this position where I'm in Christ and then let's say that I have an affair or something. Now, of course, I'm going to be convicted about that. I'm going to confess it. And Jesus' blood will cover that. But let's say that I have an affair and I continue to have the affair and I keep turning off God's conviction and I continue, continue. And I'm, so now that my life is, is uh, one where I'm ignoring God, how can that person expect salvation when the Lord returns or when they die, because they're living in sin. You see oh, what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I, this uh, this idea that once you've gone down front, been baptized, you've confessed Christ, he's in your heart, and you begin the journey, this idea of not ever being able to fall uh, goes against what the Bible teaches, because the Bible tells, let us be careful that we do not fall. Uh, and we can really get into Second Peter, where it talks about the guy who once knew the way of righteousness, having turned from the holy commandment delivered in, to him. Uh, it, it demonstrates a man that is, is fallen. And the Bible says it'd been better for him not to have known the way of righteousness than to turn away from it. And maybe right. I'll get into that uh, second Peter, I think it is, uh, a little bit later in the broadcast. Right. Well, the, the good news is we're not under the law of sin and death anymore, right? Right. Like we talk about Romans. Yeah. And so we have the path. 
the path is that we walk with Jesus. We do not sin. But if we do sin, I think, as it says in First John, yeah, uh, we have an advocate with the Father, mm-hmm. and that's Jesus Christ. And so he says, if we repent and confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and forgive us from all unrighteousness. And this is something that is the uh, hallelujah again for every Christian. We know that Savior. We know we we are convicted by it because the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin. Mm -hmm. And we know that there is a, a open door of grace for us to go in to confess and be changed. Mm -hmm. And it's humbling. (laughs) It is so humbling. Uh, Here I am a Christian for our follower of Christ, as you say, for, I don't know how many years, you know, many decades. And yet I still fall and I still have to get on my knees and go, father, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, uh, you were quoting from first John two, one, where John, I just love John, you know, uh, the book of John, uh, the gospel, and then his uh, letters. He said, my little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. Now, that's that's the goal. You know, you don't want to sin. But he says, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Now, that's what's amazing to me, Charlie, because we have right now a high priest who is passed uh, into the heavens. He's with the throne of God, and he is doing a work now of salvation, just like he did on the cross, as our advocate for when we do sin. Uh, he died once for our sins, but he advocates with the Father and makes us righteous by uh, this advocation. Uh, in heaven. So it's wonderful to know that Jesus is doing a work now. Even He's not on vacation up in heaven. He's doing a work. Amen. Amen. He's doing that work. And, and we also have the Holy Spirit to help us too. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's, bas- he's basically doing uh, many things for us. And I, I'm going to probably take you out a little bit from our flow, but I was called in my brain to go to, uh, to John the book of the gospel of John, the 16th chapter mm-hmm. and uh, where Jesus is telling the disciples, it's good if he goes away because he's going to send him a helper and the helper is going to come and, and he's going to do several things. He's going to convict the He's going to convict the world of sin, mm-hmm. which the world needs to be convicted of sin. Otherwise we don't change. Right. Right. And of righteousness Right. So we, so we know, have a clear vision of what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And we understand what righteousness looks like and of judgment. So you'll understand the, not only the process of understanding what's right and wrong and the, uh, there's a the conse- result. Yeah. There's a consequences <laughs> for sin. Right. And a lot of them are just natural consequences too. Right. That's the old, if you do bad things, bad things tend to happen, but mm-hmm. there's also a judgment of spiritual judgment right. of judgment of sin. And this is he he the judgment of sin is interesting because he says, because they do not believe in me. Mm-hmm. Right. So the biggest source of sin in this world today is unbelief in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And this is now, go ahead. I'm, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, gonna say yeah. They, this is not a just believing that he exists, acknowledging his existence. This this could be translated, do not trust in me. 
Right. That's what's missing yeah. in uh, many people's experience with Christ. But in, in the bottom line is you cannot be obedient to the commandments of God without Jesus Christ in your life. Hey, absolutely. Uh, because And that, that's the bottom line for all of us. We could try and try and try, but without him, we cannot be obedient. Yeah, if a person is trying to be obedient in order to save himself, he's merely a, a form. He has a form of godliness, but is not. But denies the power. <laughs> yeah, see, that's right. where you, where people get mixed up. You, people say, "Well, we can't obey." Yes, we can. We can obey through Christ, not in order to be saved, but because we are saved. I'll keep repeating that because. I think that's where many folks uh, get mixed up about the law of God and works. Well, there is a, a passage in Matthew 23 in which Jesus actually describes what I think of. We, we talked about this being, a, uh, you know, do is, is being following the law just for legalists or something like that. Which I forget your title now. <laughs> is obedience just for like the that. legalistic? Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus addresses a bunch of people who are legalistic. And also, uh, because they don't have Jesus, they have no hope of following the law. And he says, woe to you, in verse 23, 23. Mm -hmm. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Yeah. For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done, which it says, yeah, pain tithe is good, without leaving the others undone. In other words, having justice and mercy and love for us, really. Yeah. He says, blind guides, you strain at, at a gnat to swallow a camel. And that's the deception of the legalist, is they check off these little things going, I do this, I do this, I do this. But they don't even have a vision that they're not doing the other things, which God says are so much important. You know, they're all matters of love and mercy and kindness that he asks us to have. I like this uh, passage you've brought up here in Matthew 23. Let's talk more about this passage next time because there's a lot, lot here to unpack. All right. Thank you for joining us. We are grateful for your prayers for answers from Scripture, and especially as we begin a new year. There are many wonderful links in the description of this podcast. Please take advantage of them. We look forward to hearing from you at afsepisodes at gmail.com. And as always, join us as we seek our answers from Scripture.